What is up, my MS Gym family? How are you guys doing? Uh, welcome to today. As you can see in Colorado, it finally snowed here, and there's snow and cold everywhere. <laughs> it's like 12 degrees. <laughs> so, uh, so for those of you who are wondering why I'm in my car still, it's because I like the heat and it's quiet and my windows are tinted so no one can see me. So I don't get distracted because I want to stay focused on you. So, all right. So sadly, I have to report that we are finishing up with our book, The Traveler's Gift. And I love this book. Every time I go through it, I don't know, something changes, something advances. My life makes me reflect on a lot of things. And I think this time, because there's so much meaning behind it, because we presented it to you guys who are our passion and our family, that it's going to stick. And I feel like I'm being called to really like review a lot of these decisions that we've gone over and really implement them in my life. Because as... As your leader, as your guy, I want to practice what I preach. And if I'm sitting up here and I've taken, Misty and I have taken seven weeks to talk to you about this stuff, this isn't just some fleeting, fleeting book and something that you read once that, oh, it was such a good book. But, I, you know, there's, there's very few things that come along in your life that have lasting impact and lasting change and lead to lasting change in your life in yourself. And I feel like this book really does have the power to do that in a lot of people. Um, and I kind of, that kind of leads into what I want to chat with you about today, which is persistence and motivation. So in this seventh decision in the traveler's gifts, you know, David Ponder is, is really, uh, confronted with the, the choice to persist or not. And, We've talked a lot about choice. We've talked a lot about decision. We've talked a lot about things in the MS gym that are not really easy to do sometimes, especially when you, you battle MS, okay? Especially when you're battling MS and the side effects of that. What's up, Terry? Um, and here's the thing, you guys, is that like today is kind of a decision day. Today is one of those days where you really can change the course of your path if you decide that you want to. And it doesn't have to be a big monumental decision. It doesn't have to be a midlife crisis where you're like, I'm selling my house and packing up and getting a moped and driving to driving to Utah. Like I'm going to live in the Canyonlands and just be, it's not one of those. You're not, not going to abandon your life. Nothing like that, but it's quiet. It's a quiet, subtle decision that can really lead you to creating and developing the path that you truly desire and that you want for yourself and your family and your marriage and your, your kids and your friends and your existence and your purpose, just everything. So here's the thing is in order for you to change your world in any in any situation, you need to choose to persist without exception. So before I get into that, I just want to share something with you guys about my life. Um, back in 2010, 
2010 was pretty much one of it was it was 90% of it was the worst year of my life. <laughs> uh, I was married before and was married for about three and a half years and with this woman for about five. I supported her going through a massive when we first started dating, I was helping her through a lot of life changes. Like I had my training business and I was, you know, working out and feeling good and healthy and then, you know, I had a good physical, emotional, spiritual, like just just development side of me because I just come out of grad school. I was super focused. I had a purpose. And I think she was that 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 captured her. So for the first two years of us being together, she really was trying to decide what the heck she wanted to do. She ended up deciding that she was going to go back to veterinary school because that's what she wanted. And so she got into veterinary school um, and that was all good. The first two years of, of veterinary school were great. Uh, you know, I was bit with her with her super, super, super wealthy father. I was paying for about 90% of it out of my like minimal training budget, right? I was helping her pay for school or us pay for school, whatever. And then uh, she, she got through the first two years. And on the third year, she, she uh, is when she goes into residency. So she got into residency and then all of a sudden she started being called doctor. And for some, somewhere along the line, this switched in her head. And it was obvious like her father was giving her more attention that she never had growing up. It's like she was finally worthy of his attention. And uh, and there was a lot of signs along the way that I was going to be kicked to the curb. But we were married at that time. I had made a vow. I had I stick to my promises and my vows. And so even though I was really not being treated very well and our relationship wasn't great, I kept on keeping on. I was persistent in trying to improve that marriage in any way possible. I went to counseling on my own. I wanted to know if I was screwing up, uh, if I was doing something wrong, I wanted to know how to fix me so I could give her more. And that didn't work. And then I asked that she come along and go to counseling and that didn't work. I just sat there and got blamed for everything. Even the counselor was like, whew, uh, we have to have a talk <laughs> and you, you have a decision to make. Well, I didn't have to miss. So during this time where uh, she decided that she was going to be a doctor and she wasn't at home very much and there was excuse after excuse after excuse of why she wasn't home on the weekends and why she was uh, getting home later than she said and why she was spending so many nights at friends' houses. You can see where this is going. Um, during that time, my mom was going through breast cancer. And so stage four. So my mom, who was like literally one of the best friends I've had, was dying. And my ex-wife never went down to see me or see her with me. She never went down to see the family the entire time. She never made any visits. She never called her. She never checked in on her. And it was, it was tough. And my, mom's, my mom made it. And she was a survivor. But I literally watched my mom go through chemo, go through radiation, lose all her hair, get super duper sick. And I watched my father take all this on. And I know I talked about him a couple weeks ago. And I saw it, just, I just saw it wear on him. And 
I saw my brother start to get more distant and really start pouring into his career. And my mom kind of wondering like what she should do. And she lost friends and she lost business colleagues and she lost a lot of people because they just didn't know how to deal with it. Well, my mom came through cancer in 2010 in April, which was, which was good. And we were celebrate we were celebrating. But before that in January, I came home one day and my entire house was cleared out. This was when I was still married to my first wife. My whole house was cleared out. Every single piece of furniture, every single thing I owned was gone. All that was there was my mattress, two duffel bags, and my dog. I would have gone after her. She would have taken my dog. (laughs) Um, And a business letter that basically said, we've decided, this was written from her father, not from her, on a legal document with legal lawyer letterhead, we've decided that this partnership is no longer uh, no longer up to our social standards. Your chosen career path does not meet that of my physician daughter anymore. And so therefore we feel as if your career choices and who you are continuing to be will be a liability to, uh, to our family. Our family. Gone. Didn't have a place to live. Did had no car. She took my bike. She took the cars. She took everything. Her and her father took it all. So then I ended up going to one of my clients' houses. She gave me a five-bedroom house to, uh, to live in. And I walked around this five-bedroom house that was just empty, 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 empty. And tried to figure out what the heck was going on with my life. And then... In 2010, my, my dad died that August. So January, my wife peaced out. April, my mom finally came out of cancer, but it wasn't pretty. And then August, my dad died. And then that following January, my favorite uncle, who was like a second father to me, died as well. The good thing about that year is that I met Misty. And it was like, literally like God dropped an angel in my path and was like, here, man, it's not over. So I tell you that long story just to let you know that uh, everybody goes through some seasons where you have some decisions to make. And I had every decision or I had every opportunity in the world during that time period to go a different direction than I did. I had an opportunity to go partying with my friends. I had the opportunity to really just kind of get into this meathead crazy culture and be like this jacked up trainer and start using some uh, human growth hormone. And I was so depressed and jacked up. I was just like working out like a fiend and it was a temptation for me. And I, I said no. It was a temptation for me to go partying with my friends and hate on women and just be like, whatever, blah, 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 and live the, the single dude, jacked up, ripped trainer lifestyle. Didn't do that. I also had the decision to turn my back on God, turn my back on my faith, turn my back on every accomplishment that I've ever done and literally get into the mindset of I've done everything right and now here I sit with no marriage, no house, no friends, and I'm by myself in this house not knowing what the hell I'm going to do next. Pardon my mouth. 
And every day that I had to get up, I had to make the decision and I had a choice to decide if I was going to go down this path that was darkness or this path that was light. And every day I had to sit around and wonder what would my dad, what would my dad want? (laughs) What would make my dad smile or what would make my dad kind of shake his head and be like, buddy, don't do that. So I chose the path of light, right? I chose to get up every day, take some time to read, take some time to pray, take some time to get my mind right. I took the time to not get into drinking and drugs and all that crap that was being thrown in my face by all my friends that I was no longer friends with after a while. Being like, come on, man, you deserve this. You deserve that. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like all these lies, all these distractions, all these escapes, all of these ways for me to cope with the, the, the stuff that happened to me in one year. And literally what happened because of my dad dying is my family disintegrated. My mom kind of had to figure out what the heck she was going to do after she had had the man that she'd been with for 35 years gone and he was the sole breadwinner and there was no life insurance because of some clerical error gone. My brother dove into his career and took off down that path and did his thing and that's cool, gone. And so the one thing that I knew that was the most stable in my life, which was my family, was gone. And I still had a decision to make. There was no security in my life anymore. There was no stability in my life anymore. There was no predictability in my life anymore. And I thought about this as I was reading this decision that I will persist without exception. Like, I made the decision during that year that I had to deal with all this and the years following of grieving and mourning the loss of my dad, who was basically like my leader on this planet, and my and my family, who was the most secure part of my being, was all taken from me. And I had to figure out how to create a new sense of that. And I had to do it in here. And so when I read things like The Traveler's Gift and I read this seventh decision about persisting with exception, I can't help but flash back to that year when I had to wake up for 365 plus days and decide to not let this take me out, to decide not to just give up on the things that were good and true and pure in my life and decide that there is a better path for me. This isn't the end of my story. This circumstance in this season of my life is not what's going to define me for the rest of my my existence. I had an amazing girl that I just met who I thought might be the one she turned out to be. I had a massive wrestling and massive screaming match. I mean, cussing words coming out of my mouth towards God that I had to go through for for a year and a half to figure out why are you doing this to me? I didn't get into med school. I'm just a trainer. My wife left. Not doing so well financially because those guys drained me. I have no house. I have a job that I really am not liking because I was at 24-Hour Fitness and didn't like it. I have no car. I have no bike. I, I basically, I don't have anything. But all I had was me, and I had the decision to make that I wasn't going to let this take me out. And so I share those private moments with you and I share this moment of vulnerability with you to, to let you know that uh, regardless of what MS has done to your body, I mean done to your life, 
Like you have a decision to make if you're going to get better or you are not, despite what the proof says to you right now. So there's many of you that are that are doing really well in the MS gym and many of you that are rocking and rolling through here. And then there are many of you that are struggling, man. Like there are many of you that are struggling. Like Marianne, I read your post yesterday and I was like in tears reading it. And I wish I just had a magic wand to just tap you on the head and take you out of pain and let you stand up and let you walk. But I don't. The only thing that I can give you is what's in my head and in my heart and in the MS gym for you to follow. And the only thing that I can say to you and coach you through and motivate you through is just keep, you got to keep going. Day by day, minute by minute, you've got to keep going despite the pain, despite the weakness, despite the fatigue, despite the disappointment, despite the comparison, despite not knowing the unknown. Of if you are going to get better or if you are not, because I've been there. I'm still there. Things are going pretty well right now, but I don't know what's around the corner. I don't know what's going to happen. And I've got to get my, 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 I got to make this decision in my life that I will persist through opposition and circumstances regardless of what's around me. So I have to make the decision that. I am going to choose, no matter what the distraction, no matter what winds come against me, I will achieve the outcome I desire. And I will hold fast to my dreams. And I will hold fast to the course that I have chosen. And I will not quit. I will not quit. I will not quit. I will persist without exception. So the thing is, you guys, is that persistence is literally, when you think about it, it's not, it's not sitting in a car where someone drives you to your destination, hands you, a, hands you a nice adult beverage and says, kick back, hang out, I'm here for you. It ain't some first class flight where you get a bed and you get a TV and some you know, flight attendant serving you whatever you want, whenever you want, and just with a blanket and a pillow and your favorite Netflix show. Persistence is literally walking in a snowstorm up a hill on a glacier that with high avalanche damage, with thunder happening around you and uh, lightning coming at you and wolves chasing after you with your with minimal clothes on and a hungry belly and a dehydrated system and like the worst possible conditions that can happen is when persistence happens. You don't persist when things are pleasurable. You persist when things are painful. You persist when you're in the sights of the enemy and you know he's after you and you have to keep running. You persist when the world says you're not going to achieve. You can't get better. You can't move better. And you just keep going. You persist when you're doing all the right things in here. You're eating right. You're drinking right. You're moving. You're trying to move right. You're trying to do all the right stuff. You're in the right programs. You're with the right people. But you look down at your foot and be like, why don't you freaking move? Why can't you just help me stand? You hit yourself on the hips. You pound on your legs and you're like, why can't you work? Why can't you work? Those 
are the moments that you have to persist through. Because as written in the Traveler's Gift, and I was going to talk about this anyway, is that, you know what, to achieve your results, it's painful. And think about an athlete. You know how exhausting and painful and horrendous training is for athletics? Like, I can't even imagine, I can't even, I can't even... Like, think about some of the stuff that I put my body through and my mind through. Is that an athlete persists through that pain, but that pain is forgotten as they stand on that podium. A woman goes through childbirth. It's it's seriously like on on a pain scale ranking. Like, one of the most excruciating things that could ever happen in your entire life as a human being. And yet women persevere through that. And then when they see that little baby in their arms... It goes away. The thing is, you guys, is that success doesn't even have to be enjoyable. I don't even expect you to like this. I don't even expect you to like me. But what I do expect you to do is to keep walking forward. Because this isn't easy. Your body has to learn a brand new way to move. Your brain has to learn a brand new way to process. You have to learn a brand new way to think. Your life is going to be different. Your relationships are going to be different. Your finances are going to be different. Your body, your your emotions, your spirituality, your, your entire outcome and perception of life is going to be different. And it's going to be painful. And the thing is, you guys, like I always use this, this analogy with with uh, with with movement training. It's, it's like chemistry class. There's experiments that are called titration, where literally you have one you have one liquid here and another liquid here, and you literally have to with a dropper you just sit there for like three freaking hours and just drip, 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 drip. And you're looking for a color change. You're looking for a color change of any sort. Because when that color change happens, you know that that, that, that the concentration of this fluid has outdone the concentration of this fluid. And change happens. Drip. 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 And it just keeps going for hours and hours. It's the most arduous, crappy thing I've ever done. It's just sitting here, just drip. Drip. And you reach it and you're like two hours and 30 minutes, two hours and 45 minutes, two hours and 50 minutes, drip, drip, drip. And you're like, is this ever going to end? And literally at like two hours and 57 minutes in your lab session, boom, that blue session, that blue solution all of a sudden uh, turns yellow. And you're like, okay, it happened. Honestly, you guys, like with MS, that's your life. Every single repetition you do is a drop in that vial. Every single brick that you lay down is a drop in that vial. And sometimes it looks like nothing's happening. And sometimes it feels like nothing's happening. And sometimes because in the in the lab class, everybody had a different experiment. You see this person get done and that person get done and that person get done and that person get done. They got done an hour and a half ago and you're still sitting here with your freaking dropper. Drip, drip drip and you're like oh my gosh are you serious right now and that's what life is like sometimes but either you have the opportunity to keep going and that's a small thing compared to ms but for the for analogy's sake you either have the opportunity you can either sit there and finish that experiment 
and trust that at some point some change is going to happen or you say, screw this, I'm out, and you get an F for the day. That's a decision. Success and change is not easy. Success and change is not painless. And it's only in those moments of massive struggle and massive trial and challenge where our character is built and where our endurance is built and where our perseverant hearts are formed. Like, and, and we do it and we sometimes can't ask, well, how much work do I have to put in until I get there? Like if you think about, as stated in the book, if you think about a child that is trying to walk, they don't ever ask you like, well, how long do I really have to work before this happens? Because I'm trying to decide if I really want to do this or not. You really don't have an option as a human being not to walk. You can't just consciously as a little kid just be like, I just, it's going to take me a year. I don't, I don't really want to do that. That's a lot of work. Isn't there a faster way? Isn't there an easier way? Can't I just do this like every day for a week and just, just all of a sudden walk? Think about that, you guys. No, you can't. And so the thing is, you guys, is that even as you're going through this pain and even though you're going through this failure sometimes and even though you're going through some days and some weeks and some months that feel like it's never going to end, you're never going to get results, the only thing I can tell you is that if you were alone, I really wouldn't know what to tell you. If you didn't have a program, I really wouldn't know what to tell you. But I watched, I watched Mary Ann post her struggles the other day in the members community, and there's literally like 45 or 50 comments encouraging her, loving her, supporting her, and being with her through this time of falling and being in so much pain and wondering if this is ever going to happen and wondering if change is actually for her or if she's just going to be one of those people that never improves. And so you're not alone. And that's the thing. You're not alone. And you have people around you that are persisting without exception as well. You have people around you that are people of great faith. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about like religious faith. I'm talking about faith in, um, in, 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 in choosing a path and believing that even though you can't see results and even though the future is unknown, that you will, that you are going to still go there, that you still believe it can happen to you. That is having faith is a future that you cannot see and being confident in the things that you are doing right now to get you to that preferred future, to get you to that point, and knowing that if other people around you are persisting without exception and they are having results, then it, it, it has to be by the law of numbers that it's a matter of time before you get your solution to change and you hit that one final drop and your foot moves or your toe picks up or your arm moves or you go a day without having to take a nap or your bladder's working again or whatever it might be. So that's the thing you guys is that you've got to persist without exception and you've got to know that persistence comes with resistance Persistence comes with resistance, and in order for you to beat the resistance, you have to be persistent. 
It's a two-way arrow. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. And that's what MS is. It is the biggest, baddest, strongest, meanest, smartest, cunningest enemy that you can run into in the physical sense. It sucks. And the thing is, it's not quick acting. It's, it's patient. It's planning. It's strategic. And just when you think that you are getting better, you have a relapse. Or just when you think you are getting better, you have a flare-up. Or just when you think you are getting better, you get sick. Or you have a family event. Or you get dehydrated one day. Or your food gets off. Or you go on vacation and you're set back. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm starting over. You are a little bit, but you're not because those patterns are still in your brain. So I want you guys to really think about this persistence in here. I want you guys to think about what it means to stand up against your challenges and make the decisions that you need to make and get up every day and make that decision again and then get up tomorrow and make the decision again and then make the decision again the next week and the next month and the next year. The next year. The fact that you need to that you need to make that decision to persist and make that decision to change every single day and not wait for motivation to hit you not depend on a book not depend on me not depend on a on a on a message not to depend on an exercise to determine whether you have the strength to persist you just need to choose to persist and then you need to put in the effort and worry about the results and not the effort the results come every day. The results come every rep. The results come every step as you move forward towards your goal. And I know that it's hard. And I know that it sucks. And I know that it's unfortunate. And I know that it's frustrating. And I know some days you just want to give up and quit and be like, this isn't for me. And Liz, you make a really good point. She just said, what else would you be doing if you weren't trying? Like, what else are you going to do? You either try or you die. Whether that's physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, socially, whatever it might be, you either try or you die. And that's it. That's it. It's either a go or it's a no. <laughs> I could play Dr. Seuss and go through this all day. <laughs> but I'm not. So I want you guys to just, I want to leave you with this, this last paragraph in from the Traveler's Gift. I love it. I love it. So it says, From this day forward, I will claim faith in certainty of my future. Too much of my life has been spent doubting my beliefs and believing my doubts. No more. I have faith in my future and know it can be created. I do not look left or right. I look forward. I can only persist. For me, faith will always be a sounder guide than reason because reason can only go so far. And my comment to that is, yeah, because reason is based off what you've already what you've already been through. You cannot base it on the things that you don't know yet. So you have to believe. So belief has no limits. Faith has no limits. I will expect miracles and good things in my life because I'm working to create them every day. I will believe in a future that I do not see. That is faith. And the reward of this faith is to see the future that I once believed. I will continue despite it. I will continue despite exhaustion. I will focus on results. 
I will be a perfect a person of great faith and not doubt. So that's what I want you guys to think about today. You have the resources in here. You need to stay calm. You need to stay present. You need to stay connected. And you need to stay faithful in yourself that you can do this. You need to be, you need to have belief that you are strong enough and that it's inside of you to, to at least maintain where you're at, if not improve. For you do not have to downslide, you do not have to degrade, and you do not have to be destroyed for the things that are coming against you. It, it, it cannot win if you do not let it. So I just want to tell you guys I love you like crazy. I've gone through my challenges. Missy and I have fought through a lot of stuff together to be here. I'm currently fighting through a lot of things to be here and to put my full attention on you. And it's unfortunate, like I'm having to let some people down to make decisions I need to make in order to fully focus on you guys and change the direction of a lot of people that have had me in their life for three or four years right now as my clients. But it's all part of my vision and I have to keep going and I have to persist without exception that this is the path that I was created for and this is the path that I need to go down. So I love each and one of, each and every one of you. I'm so grateful for you. Our future is together. Our future is to walk together. Our future is to celebrate together. Our future is to struggle together. Our future is to go through defeats and victories together. And our future is to stand at the end of your days together with the rest of your MS family and be like, you know what? I fought till the very end. I overcame a lot, but I maintain my joy. I maintain my belief. I maintain my strength, my faith, my love in myself, in the people around me, and the spirit that was put inside of me. So I'm proud of every single one of you for getting up every day and choosing you and choosing here and choosing yes and choosing yourself and not letting doubt and lies and darkness rule you. That is why you're in this family and that is why I love you like crazy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share this time with you. Thank you for letting me feel safe enough to be vulnerable with you at the beginning and let you know where I've come from and the pain that I've experienced and the betrayals and also the loss that I've had from individuals um, that I that I once loved deeply, deeply. To let you know that I had to persist through that to find people, uh, like additional people, more people, different people that love me even better. And love me even truer. And that I get to love back in the way that I love you guys. The way that I love Misty. And the way that I love those two little girls at home. So thank you guys so much. We love you with all of our hearts. And we appreciate you being here today. Keep moving. Keep persisting. I got your back. You're not alone. I'm going to be helping you go up that hill. I'm going to be pushing you from behind. I got this. You're in the lead. But I got your back. And we're going to do this together. Have an awesome day. I'll talk to you guys later.